Have you ever put on an accessory and just felt more confident? That's what Chaos Tactical Watches do for me. The band is perfect, the weight is amazing, and I love being able to roll my wrist over and check the time instead of pick up my phone and look at the screen to see what time it is and having to carry the clunky thing in my pocket. I just have the watch. Whether it's timing a CrossFit wad or I've got a tight schedule with the kids, drop off, pick up, you name it, the Chaos Tactical Watch is perfect. So head over to enterchaos.com and check them out today. My guest today is Brad Anthony. What an amazing life him and his wife have been able to create for themselves through hard work and doing what they love and following their, their passions in life. They work for RX Smart Gear, one of the leading fitness equipment brands in the world. They do jump ropes and many other things, but they're the head coaches for RX Smart Gear on top of many other things. They live in a van most of the time. It's just it's just an amazing story. It really is. And it's very inspirational. If you listen to what Brad has to say in this podcast, there's it applies to anybody's life. Anybody's out there that's sitting behind a desk that's going, I just don't think this is for me. Listen to this podcast and listen to what Brad has to say. I really enjoyed this conversation and getting to know my guest, Brad Anthony. There we go. Oh, do you have do you have like an intro and stuff too? Uh, yeah, I'd do that afterward. On the audio version, there'll be one, but on YouTube, there won't be. It'll just start. Got it. Yeah, I know some people do them different, but got it. Got it. Got it. Yeah, it don't. It, it's almost better when the podcast just starts by itself anyway than having an intro. I kind of dig the one. Yeah, I skip through all the intro stuff. I mean, people have those thirty second, and they're so repetitive. And I'm like, ah. I mean, I get it. They have to do it for their new listeners, but it gets old. I just skip through it. And that's the way you make money on a podcast. Like you got to do ads and whatnot. I do the same thing. I'm like, you do. You have to. Yeah. You have to. It's part of it. I get it. Yep. I mean, I mute commercials on TV too. I just, I'm bad about that. No, I'm the same way. It's like, no, I don't. (laughs) I feel. Yeah. Yeah. No. the, The audio version. I like, I've sort of, I'm like right there monetizing it. Right. So, um, I've got more ads that I have to do and this and that. And I'm like, Oh, I know this is the way you make money. And this is what I want to do. But at the same time, is there a way to do it without having the ads? No, I don't think so. Nope. Not if you wanted to become a passion that pays the bills. No way. You gotta, it's part of it. Gotta pay to play. Yep. Speaking of that, dude, like you all over the place with the stuff that pays the bills. Mm. Mm Mm-hmm. Really are, man. Very fortunate. Very, very, very fortunate. So how did yeah. you get into, like, I've seen your skating stuff, your skating background. We can get into that later. But how did you get into the yeah. uh, the uh, RX Smart Gear stuff? The CrossFit world? I mean, yeah, CrossFit. So, but so only like, be, CrossFit I, was because of skating. Because of skating? Yeah, it's my whole freaking life, man. Every time I tell this story, and I, I feel lucky. I always feel really fortunate when people ask me to do these things because, um, an ordinary conversation, I don't go into detail because, I mean, quite frankly, I'm just gonna brag. Like, and I, 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 I can't be humble. Like, if you're gonna ask and I want to tell you the full story, there's no way for me to do it without it just coming off like, wow, that's amazing. Because I've even when I hear myself say, I'm like, God, like. I cannot believe I get to live this life. It's it's wild. It is wild that I get to do this, man. So explain what you do, though. Like, what do you do as far as for – Okay. Our, all right. So, right now? Um, so before I get, like, deep into how it all was, I'll just say what I do right now. 
So currently right now, my wife and I are the head coaches for RX Smart Gear. It's the leading uh, jump rope brand in CrossFit and USA Boxing. Huge company. I mean, we're growing in every market. And, uh, and I'm a tour manager for a really popular rock and roll band. So I get to tour with them whenever I'm not touring for jump rope stuff. And then while I'm touring for jump rope stuff and band stuff, I always turn it into everything's a skate trip. So I look at my calendar. We usually plan our year pretty far out, uh, it, you know, given with COVID and everything it was a little bit more challenging, but um, we plan pretty far out in advance. Like right now our calendar is booked. I mean, booked heavy until this time next year. We're just weekend events, whether it be skating or another CrossFit affiliated event or back on tour with a band. So that's it. This is what I do right now. And then I still consult on the side for like what I did in the past. So what did you do in the past? Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I played it. I had, I had great twenties because of skating, like pursuing that dream and getting to travel and skating, started traveling at a really young age for skating, but in the professional world, uh, I mean, I did it by the book, like college, big boy job, build a house, all that fun stuff. Like I, I, I pursued that life. I really chased after it still kept my toes in skating. I was really fortunate because I have a twin brother and he is like head over heels in love with skating always has been. So like you said, you know, you took little chunks of time off here and there. Like I can definitely relate to that, but because of my relationship with my brother, I still knew what was going on. Like I still understood the culture. So even though there was a, a pretty significant chunk where like I did not skate at all or didn't watch any sort of media. I still kind of knew like who was going on and what was going on because my brother played like such a big role in our area. And also he kept up with everything else that was going on. So because of that, um, I still kept skating in my life, but I was able to pursue other dreams. So straight, I, I studied architecture in college. I studied architecture and design in college Finished with that degree in, uh, I think it was 2012. I proctored out of a school in Northern Kentucky and immediately went to the workforce designing. Yeah, I thought that was the life I wanted. I chased that for a little while, did it for about a year, and I got headhunted. Actually, I think you'll actually appreciate this. I got headhunted into coffee. So I went to work as a just like a low-level planner and kind of designer at a coffee manufacturer. Um, and fell in love with the industry. Wasn't really a coffee drinker before that. Fell in love with the craft coffee industry and went on to uh, just kept, I mean, I climbed the ladder really, really fast for my age. And um, by 29, I was the senior planner, kind of overseeing the entire operation. Uh, worked directly under the CEO. So I knew that next level for me would be like major, major, major. So around the age of 30, I kind of take a look in the mirror and decide, is this the life that I want? Like I was in a dead relationship and I wasn't exactly happy in work, even though I did love my job and I love the coffee culture, but a big part of me missed traveling and I missed skating. And I felt like I never gave that 100% of a try, even though I was, I was still fortunate even with skating. Like I said, cause even though I took breaks, they weren't huge breaks. And I did work in the industry a lot over a course of like 10 years before getting into the coffee industry. So I can't remember the exact age because I was, I was probably around 30. I'm 36 now. Um, I just stepped away. Like I stepped away from that entire life. I branched off with some friends to start another coffee company and just wasn't finding any real satisfaction in that. So 
I just, I mean, that was it. I walked away, moved back to my hometown. Um, my wife, my voice cracked when I said that. Why is it saying it's coming out weird? <laughs> okay, I moved back to my hometown, fell in love with my wife. And uh, I'm, I'm getting on ahead of myself now because I'm talking funny. After coffee, I moved back to my hometown and I bought an RV. My brother and I traveled in that RV for about nine months straight, and we would just pick up random friends, and we just traveled the U.S. and skated. So here I am at like 30 years old, chasing the dreams of a child, living in an RV, going to every skating event I could, trying to rub shoulders with everyone I could, looking for some sort of work in the industry. Um, and as you know, it was dead. It was dying. It was, it was really hard to watch. But I did manage to find enough work to keep me at least busy, still not pay the bills, but, you know, I could generate some income here and there. Uh, and then um, I, I walked away from coffee completely. And this is where the story gets really funky because a lot happened, like in a really a small chunk of time that led me to where I am now. So I left coffee, got back into skating. I uh, met my wife. We were dating for six months to a year or something. Uh, took several trips to South America. Worked in the skating industry there. Came back with that knowledge. Just like hot and heavy to really pursue skating here. And that's where I'm now. My wife and I, we did domestication stuff for like six months. Like we lived in a house. Uh, neither of us were really satisfied with that. She's a level two CrossFit coach. So somewhere in that wild, wild mix of falling in love with her, she introduced me to CrossFit, which, of course, I was like, hell no, no time to push tires over and sledgehammers, all that typical stuff. I was like, I'm a skater. I'm a skater. I don't do that kind of stuff. Don't lift weights, blah, blah, blah. Um, somewhere in there, she convinced me to come to like a like an open gym, newbie night type thing. Did that. Uh, it just lit something up inside of me, man. I don't I don't know what it was. This like high school competitive side came out and. Um, I don't know. It was a brand new challenge. Like in a way, like gave me very similar feelings that I'd got from skating in the past. I'm like, Oh, this is sick. Like, this is so cool. I'm with like-minded people that are chasing similar goals at the middle of their life. And, and we're going hard, man. Like NBA floor, the camaraderie was insane. Like the friendships I made so fast who my, my CrossFit friends are like way closer to me now than anybody I grew up skating with. Like I'm very tight with my CrossFit people. Um, so I fell in love with CrossFit. My wife and I decided after we got married, we wanted to do the van life, sold everything we own, got rid of the house, cars, furniture, everything, moved it to a van. We were in a van. We were in the first van for, I don't know, three or four months. She wanted to go to the CrossFit games. I'm just going to keep going if that's okay. No, that, that, yeah, keep going, man. This is awesome. God, God. Wait, God. I have to know what we year. Bought, what what yeah. year did you go to the yeah. CrossFit Games? Oh man, um, the last ones pre-COVID. What was that? So you went to the first one in Wisconsin. Nineteen. Wisconsin, yeah, pre-COVID. Okay, so the, I guess that's second. I, I don't know what I don't know what year it was. So they skipped it last year. It would have been the year before that. So. Is that 19? It would have been okay, 19. So yeah, you 2019. Went the year after I went. I went to the very first year it was in Wisconsin. Mm. So, yeah. Was that, so you went to 18? Cool. Yeah, yeah. Did you have fun? Oh, yeah. I had a blast. I went to Carson the last year it was in Carson. 
And then the next year, uh, we went to um, the one in Wisconsin. And Yellow Wolf was pl- – dude, Yellow Wolf was the artist there. It was so rad. Like What? <laughs> An artist at the games? Yeah, he was – I walked by a poster. I was like – we were cruising by and I go, does that say Yellow Wolf on it? Like, And I'm a huge Yellow Wolf. Why though? Why was he there? That yeah, was why the, was he there? That was the art. So they have artists that they they have some sort of show or artist that were playing at at the at the show. Like D- Castro loves him. He posted some stuff about really? it. Really? So like that's awesome. That's so, so he. Cool. Brought, I was like, we're definitely staying for that. Like we usually left in the evening and like we're tired. What is there like home. a concert afterwards? Yeah, but it was. See, that's news to me. I had no idea. It was that's after crazy. The, it was after Saturday, so before the Sunday morning, it was the Saturday evening mm. when they did it. Mm. Yeah. yeah, I'm sorry. Anyway. I keep eating these chips. This is so rude. I'm, I'm in a no, no, podcast I'm eating chips. What is wrong? It's, it's very relaxed. I'm gonna be crunchy at all thing. But yeah, that God. that uh, that sh- that was rad, man. That was a really cool show. Like I, I'm, it was super. I was super stoked. Yeah, that was awesome. Like, I don't think I'm ever going to get to see Yellow Wolf, and this is probably better than the CrossFit. Yeah, games when too. else would you? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. When else would you even see him before now? Yeah, I have no Sorry. idea. That dude's awesome live too. If you ever get a chance, I say take it. That dude is so awesome. Anyway, continue on with. Your- I've never gotten his. Oh yeah. Okay. So, I mean, and you know, you could imagine every one of those seasons I'm telling you about had their off stories, like their off branch stories, which were amazing. Incredible experiences. I'm downplaying it a lot, but it's okay. So we buy a retired police van. So like this bulletproof army van. It's huge. It's Air Force retired police van. And we gut it, build a house in it. You know, we had been doing research for forever. We had even, I had a big RV that we had traveled in that she and I even traveled in too. So we had a little bit of experience of doing the van life. We didn't really know what we were getting into, but you know, young and in love. We're just having fun. So we um, got the van, built a house in it. Within a month, she's working as a full-time coach at a gym next to our house. She walks away from that. I'd started a business with my buddy doing windshields and um, audio tops for side-by-sides for off-road rigs. And I kind of like told him, hey, I'm going to take a little break. We're going to travel. Because, I mean, most of my work was just design work, so I could do a lot of a satellite. Um, so trying to think what happened next. Oh, oh so first trip, like – we we leave, we get married. We get we go to a mountaintop, invite our friends, get married in Asheville, and then start heading north and wound up in we were in Chicago for a skate thing. And she was like, Hey, you know, in a couple of weeks there's the CrossFit games. Would you be interested in going? And let me explain this or clarify that. As much as I love the sport of CrossFit, I've never been like huge into the culture. Um I don't know really know why. I think because I already have so much of my like energy and emotions are already invested in skating and the history of skating. It's been hard for me to really, you know what I mean? Like I already have like my childhood heroes and heroes and peers that I respect as athletes in the skating community. And when I got introduced to CrossFit, they have their own like realm of superstars. And I'm like, Oh man, like I'm already like infatuated with like Frankie Morales, Chris Haffey type stuff. I don't really know if I got time for Matt Frazier. Like I don't even know this guy is. I mean, it's cool that he's awesome, but I already have. So we've always went through that where I'm like, I'm head over heels about skating. And um, she wants me to be more involved with CrossFit. So, yeah, I've tried. I watched a few documentaries here and there, like the Rich Froning stuff, like all the 
typical things people watch getting into it. Never really got into the, the industry. So when she says, hey, I'm going to go to the CrossFit game, she's super excited. I'm like, all right, cool. Let's look into it. Tickets were like $1,000 each. And I'm like, no, no, for me, like, you can go, hell no. Like, I can never justify that. Like, I told you, like, I'm in love with skating. Skating gets my resources. Like, I'm not going to pay to go watch somebody lift weight. No, hell no. So I told her, um, uh, I was like, why don't we just reach out to see if some brands will allow us to maybe come volunteer at their booth or work for, you know, work for free in exchange for some sort of entry. So we, that's it. I mean, that's what we did. We direct messaged. I mean, I'm giving away my trade secret, but I could care less. I encourage everybody to do this. It was so much fun. We messaged 150 different vendors and just asked them, hey, can I come to the CrossFit Games and work for you in exchange for an entry? Um, and so many companies wrote back and were like, yes, like, come. We need extra help because that was, we're, we're driving there. You, typically, they're having to fly people in and you have per diem and you have hotel fit so i have all this overhead but when we're like we'll drive there and you don't have to buy a hotel we have a van we'll stay in our van we were like the perfect opportunity for folks just to get free labor um so 50 or 60 different brands wrote back and were like yes come come be with us for the weekend we'll get you entry we'll need your help either work in the kitchen or selling t-shirts blah 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 but one in particular really spoke to lauren there was a brand called rx again no culture for me so she says our smart girl wants to uh, have us volunteer. I'm like, all right, whatever. It could have been, it might as well have been the coffee shop or the yogurt stand. I don't know any difference. She's excited. I don't really know why. I'm like, it's a jump rope. Like, why do you care about a jump rope? So we go to the CrossFit Games. Um, oh, I mean, they were amazing. Like from from the minute we met them and trained with them, I mean, and they threw us right into the shark's mouth. I mean, we just started working. Like as soon as we got there, they're like, hey, we need you sizing ropes or building ropes or, you know, shaking hands, whatever. Um, so we did that for the week and they were so good to us. Like they ended up paying us a daily wage, which was uh, much more money than we expected. And, uh, you know, bought all of our food and just really, really from the jump, really created a great relationship with us. So, I mean, a little did we know they were kind of grooming us. They wanted to see if we could work for them. So the CEO come, came to us after probably like two or three days at the games and they kind of pitched this idea to us. They're like, Hey, listen, we like you all. We like your lifestyle. You're in the fitness, you're in the skating. Um, RX had never really tapped into the action sports market at all. So they, they said, would you, would you all be willing to drive to San Diego and train with us for, you know, a couple months, two or three months. And we'll teach you our jump rope programming. Cause I already knew Lauren was level two. I had 20 plus years of experience in skating with, uh, anything from coaching to working in the industry. Um, you know, they like that. We both had college degrees. Not that that, I hope anybody listening, that's not like a make or break, do what you want to do in this world. But it did help for in our particular case. I think it showed them that we both had work ethic and we were willing to, to go through the the hard parts. Um, yeah, you know, we both had great job resumes too. So again, I'm not saying anybody has to have that type of background, but it did help in our case. But more than anything, I think they like that our our mission statement has always been pretty simple, man. I mean, we just uh, we've always said it's, it's kind of changed here and there as our experience, but we always said to um, love God and love His people, and that's just always been our mo: is just see the planet and live outside of this this cookie cutter thing that we were told we had to do. 
And it's, it's just a lot of so many great opportunities. So with RX, um, the CEO and his what the CEO asked us if we would train with them and be their traveling coaches. So uh, we said, yeah, like we were like, all right, cool. Like we need to kind of go back to where we're from. We were from Kentucky. Her parents had just moved to Georgia to their lake house. We're like, we're going to go help her parents do some moving, get through the holidays. We'll make our way out to California. So that was like November of, I guess, 2020 at that point. I don't know. God, maybe 2019. I'm not sure. But um, yeah, it's been two years now. So I guess that'd be 2019. We did uh, a Thanksgiving thing with our family and bailed out. We're like, oh, we got to go. We're going to California. So packed up all of our things again in the van for the next leg of the trip. Drove out to California. Trained for right at, I don't know, I want to say two months. Somewhere in between a month and two months straight every day just training with our ex, um, which was incredible for us. They have an amazing facility that we got to practice at. And they had a um, – a, you know, like an affiliate gym right across the street. So if we, we'd wake up, go into the office, train for three or four hours on nothing but jumper up technique and learning the, all the science and the coaching behind the perfect double under. And then after that, they would, we'd go over to the gym and then lift and get to train all day. It was amazing. It was such a cool experience looking back at it. And then on our off time, we're in San Diego. So we were getting to hang out in Southern California. So we trained with them. A lot, man. I mean, they made us into total monsters. Like, like I'm really, really good at double hunters. I know that sounds horrible, like I'm bragging, but I mean, I got really like every time I do them, I'm like, shit, like I'm, I'm really good at this. <laughs> um, but I mean, they, they they hammered it in on us, man. They made us train three hours a day for two months. I mean, we trained a hard jumping rope. So anyway, so uh, it, it's just been, oh man. I even forget, like now other doors, and because of that, other doors have opened up. So now we travel the country, and we have a schedule that she and I dictate ourselves. We get to book our own clinics, um, but we are the lead coaches for RX, and we trained under their old lead coach who left after we came in. So we, we're the lead coaches for RX, and we just travel the U.S. and soon the world, man. We've got people hitting us up for clinics in other countries, and we just go to boxes and We'll train there for a couple of days, get to know the athletes, and come Saturday morning, we do a three-hour clinic, teach people how to do double honors. And that's, that's my full-time gig now. It's crazy. That's so wild, man. What a that's It's a crazy story to think that you left. So this is what's amazing and what I've noticed uh, about people who do things like you're doing is you had like this amazing job. Like you've got this everything going for you. Yeah. Then you you own you're starting your own business, and you're just like I don't like it, and you walk away from that, and then you start another business, just like that. You start another business, like you're owning another business. First, you traveled, you traveled, just got an RV and traveled with your brother to skating stuff with no, I guess no job really. You just picked up jobs here and there. Oh no, no, because I had left my corporate career. I, I mean, I just had a, a ton of cash put back. Um. Yeah, I was just, I, I was lucky. I mean, like I said, I was fortunate enough to, when I came, when I left the professional world, I'd, I'd put back like several, several, several tens of thousands of dollars just in savings. And I I, I never really knew what I was saving for. And I was just saving. How old were you when you did I mean, that? I had like, um, this would have been, 
Uh, so I did five years. So in between 25 and 30, I, you know, I started that path, most like finishing would, school and getting into college. Most people, when this is, this is what's unique yeah. about it is that most people, when they're that age, their thought isn't to put that money away. You know what I mean? Like their thought is to spend it. Like you're <laughs> yeah. in that thing. You get it. And yeah, you spend no it. Like, doubt. You know, you saved all of it. Yeah. That's, I, I, and when I talk to older, older people, especially a lot of older men in my life, um, they, they kind of applaud me. So like, you got it. Like you figured it out way, way earlier than most people do that. I mean, I don't know if I'm allowed to cuss on here, but like yeah. all this other shit doesn't matter. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I they, I, I, every time I get a chance to tell older men in my life, this story, they're always just like, they laugh. Cause they're like, man, I'm pacemaker and two stints later. It took me that long, you know, three wives to figure out that it was, it wasn't worth it. Um, I mean, and I do write, you know, uh, I am writing the narrative here. Like I'm leaving out a lot of the valleys too. like leaving that life. Wasn't, it was like, all right, cool. I'm done with it. But at the same time, you know, what's the saying, whether you're the one breaking up or the one getting dumped, like, and I use that metaphor for life that you're still sad. Like I miss the routine. I miss the power. I miss the steady paycheck. Um, there were still lots of parts that I'm leaving out that at nighttime would have me thinking like, Oh my God, like, what am I doing? Like, this is risky. I don't, you know, there were, I don't, yeah, there's a lot of bad part or scary parts that I'm leaving out that it takes to, to choose that kind of life. But there's so many, I could say so many cliche things about like, do what you love and the money will come or, you know, uh, there's all that kind of shit but dude it's, it's true like it's really really true it's really true like if you put your nose down man and just hit it and hit it and 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 i also think i want to add in there like i think that human connection is super important too like you have to be compassionate you have to be willing to like give it all up if somebody needs you type stuff um and it, i don't know it just it always seems to work itself out obviously money would probably be the most detrimental thing it could either make or break this this path that i chose but i just learned to live within my means i mean i, I have less coming in so i just try to spend less that's all yeah it's just it's wild to me that you like and what you said is true though and what you said is true that you know if you do what you like you know the cliche things if you do what you love it's scary though like you can say the cliche things and and people hear them all the time but whenever you go and actually, now you've got a choice. You got to do it or don't do it. Like there's an action behind that. You're just, yeah. they're just words, you know, until you actually do it. You actually did it, which there's a difference between hearing it and constantly listening to it and then just going back to your nine to five job and thinking about it and getting fired up and then just coming home again, doing the same thing and then going, no, I'm going to actually pull the trigger on this thing. Now, that's right, man. Yeah. This is. One thing I think, and I credit skating in like when I was a teenager to a lot of the way I think about life now, and that is the like that fear. You know that like you get that feeling in your gut, whether it's a big handrail or whatever it is. Like when it's when you're it's something gnarly you're about to try, something big, something you can get hurt on. You have that little bit of fear, but if you learn how to manage it and not let it consume yeah. your thought, you know. Yeah. Yeah. I was just, we were just having this conversation, me and a handful of guys at rampant camp last week. 
this exact conversation. People are saying the identical thing that you're saying. Like, it's an attribute that most people will never understand. Like, I always tell people whenever I'm having a rough time, like when I skate and I and I like crash when you fall really hard, it's kind of puts things in perspective. Like, oh, it's not that bad. Like, shit's rough, but at least I'm not slamming into concrete. Like, concrete will sober you up quick, man. So, <laughs> such a true statement. Like, concrete sovers you up yeah. real quick, man. Sobers up real fast, real fast. <laughs> Everything's a fun and game till you almost knock your teeth out. Then you're like, oh, this it could be worse. This could yeah, be worse. Yeah, the ground always wins. Nature always wins, man. Nature always wins. It's Every time I've good. yet to hit, I've never hit soft concrete ever. <laughs> I haven't found it. I don't... <laughs> That's very true. You said handrails. That's crazy. That's so cool. People don't skate handrails anymore. That is that's a tangent, though. We don't have to get into that. No, no, that's it's just that's it. I mean, we can get into whatever we want, man. It's a, it's a free flowing show, but like that is something that's right. wild. Like, I mean, chips. It's cool. It's cool. It's, I kind of find it neat the innovation of what people are doing. Um, but then again, like there really is. I think I still see farmer skating handrails on his Instagram, but outside of like yeah, but I'm a, saying like Gen Z. Like the new kids, yeah. They, I'm, I'm telling you, like everywhere we go, the, I'm, I'm. I guess I'm trying to tie it back to um, the fear thing you were talking about. They don't experience it. Like I was skating handrail a few weeks ago with a group of guys that are younger. Most of them are like Gen Z age, um, and definitely younger for rollerblading because most of us are so much older. These guys are in their early twenties. Which is so funny. Like that would have been close to retirement when I was growing up. <laughs> but now early twenties, these are like these are like the hottest pros out. And I was none of them would hit the rail with me. I'm like, like, come on, like you're you're like the shit right now. Everybody's watching. They would not they were like, No, like there's no reward. There's way too much risk. And we have to wake up and work tomorrow. Like, why? And I'm like, huh. I guess we never thought about that. Like our generation just jumped off shit. We never really thought about What's the, like, what happens if I break my arm? Like, what all is affected by this? But these kids were like, they're so calculated now. They want to do like really small, technical, you know, try to really focus on the way it looks. It's all about presentation now. Whereas my generation, like, yeah, like, Rollerblade's always kind of been a fashion show. Like, people care about the way they dress, but nobody cared that much about the way landings looked because we were jumping off of giant roofs. Like, it was just about landing, like, somehow roll away from it. And that's all that matters. But the, my point is, God, I'm rambling. My point is, younger generation now, they don't have that fear factor because they don't mess with it. If something scares them, they just don't do it. That's really that's really funny because of the story we were talking about beforehand that I, I'm like, I'm a 40-year-old man doing a Misty Flip off of a stage at a place as the designated driver and break my you, foot. You did this. You did this. <laughs> you did this recently? <laughs> Yeah, it was about. Well, I'm, not, I'm not. So I wasn't 40. I was what? It was like three years ago. So yeah, about three years ago. That's too too old, man. You shouldn't be jumping out <laughs> shit like that. <laughs> but you know, like you talk about the like, what am I gonna do for work? Like, I mean, I just drove with my left foot and I put my boot on and I went to work oh, every day. Wow. Like, I mean, you just make it yeah. work. Like I never, yeah. I've never thought like that. And I, it's that's a really good point. I've never had that thought of like, I have to wake up in the morning and go to work. What if I get hurt? I'm like, if I get mm-hmm. hurt, it's gonna hurt. Like that's 
That's the punishment. Yeah, we ignore it, man. We forget about. But I'm learning, and I don't want to like slide myself into a like an old man category. But I don't have to worry about it because I'm telling you, the 20 year old kids think like this. They think like, no, I could hit my head. It's not worth it. And I never thought like that. I never thought. Oh, I always was like, if I fall, I'm gonna fall. I never thought like, oh shit, could really go wrong. But they do think like that now. And you see a lot more street skaters wear protective gear. And there's no shame in it. No. I mean, in the early 90s, nobody cared. But for a long time there, it was a big deal. Like, you weren't supposed to wear a helmet if you were skating street. But now, kids, like, they don't care. They'll wear it. Like, they're not too proud. This Gen Z TikTok generation, they don't want to see people fall. They don't like, they don't think it's funny. Like, they want to see really clean skate park skating and solid tricks they don't care about jumping off of a roof and I, I mean i dig that i'm excited no more no more roofs <laughs> no more roof now i like i like all of it like the whole thing is nice it's that it's just an interesting point that you bring up about the fear thing and like that was what was fun to do like that's the allure was am i gonna land yep. this or am i not like that that was that was part of the that's that's part of the enjoyment you know is go big like you don't have to go bigger where it gets just totally wow you're on no you're on it man you're on it really good that's it all makes sense i mean we were a generation so i started in 98 99 so we're pretty close to each other but growing up in that generation it was more like kind of anti-authority we're writing our own history type thing whereas it's not now it's a credible sport people get into it (coughs) excuse me i got water hold on i'm about to choke <laughs> All the stuff, and this is what's gonna take him. Okay, out. A that's chip. a sign. I gotta lay off the chip. That's a sign. I gotta lay off the chips. I gotta lay off chips. That's too many. Um, holy crap! That almost killed me. Um, yeah, it's a credible sport now. Like kids see skating, and they get into skating. And because of their connection to the pros and, and Instagram has made everybody so connectable. Like you see new content every single day and you can choose what type of skater you want to be like. Whereas before it was just kind of a mod podge of everybody skated. But now if, if you want to follow them skates and be this really cool hipster technical skating, you can. But if you want to follow like Frank Morales or some of the French guys and learn how to do flips at the skate park. You can like, it's okay. There's and skate parks are another big reason for it is because growing up, we either didn't have access to a skate park or if you did, it was usually like a piece of shit. Technology was old, but now you go to skate parks and the obstacles might as well be in the street, but they're just, we're allowed to skate them. Like rails are just as good as rails in the street. Like you can jump legitimate gaps at a skate park. It's not just quarter pipes anymore. Like street plazas are everywhere. Every little bum town has a skate park. So I think that's kind of what's helped legitimize our sport. People don't grow up feeling the need to jump 12 stair gaps or go down big handrails anymore because they just don't have to. They can just live at the skate park. Yeah. And the skate parks, I will agree with you. Like we have a couple here in this town and uh, in College Station. Man, it's they're rad. Like I, I would have dreamt. Yeah. I would exactly. have dreamt when yeah. I was a kid to have this sort of like, yeah. man, this thing is beautiful. Like I, I couldn't even dream it. it up. I couldn't even. I, we didn't have a concrete park till. I mean, I bet I, I hadn't even 
probably skating eight years before I saw Concrete Park. Yeah. Like we were just pure street skaters. So I couldn't I couldn't even have dreamt it. So whenever we would see concrete parks, it was just it was mind blowing. And I do take them for granted too much. I forget about how lucky it is to just go because I get stuck. You know, I'm I'm an old ass street skater. I go there and I just start skating a ledge or I just start skating a rail. And I'm like, man, like I I want to learn how to air quarter pipes. I've never learned how to do that kind of stuff. It would be so much fun. Even if I look like a fool out there with my big knee pads and helmet, like I want to learn it. I would love to go upside down on skates. It'd be fun. Yeah. Upside down is always fun. The CrossFit, that's, that's yeah. one thing. Is, I think you, you tied something really cool together like that I've had the same exact thought, which is so wild, and that is the, the similarities between the way you feel when you go into a CrossFit gym and when you're skating with your, like your skate crew. Like when you go out for a really good session, yeah. it's the same exact feeling, yeah. camaraderie that you Same have. thing, man. And what yeah. I've, I think I've narrowed it down to the best science that I can, you know, in my head, what I can relate it to is that you're both doing something like everybody in there in that situation doing something super hard and they're being very vulnerable at the same time. And so you're all like bonding over this. Oh, that's nice. Good point. Yeah. Really hard. And then also you're built, you're all being vulnerable. You're all showing your weaknesses. Like there's a chance you can fall on that handrail and embarrass the crap out of yourself or fall on anything. Wow. You're right. You're so right. Yeah, so like the vulnerability You're of so right. letting yourself like your guard down and going in there and doing that workout like really difficult thing if you like and it's all relatable at the same time too. If you fall on a little curb, it's the guy who can do these monster handrails, he knows how it feels to fall on a little curb. Like it hurts. Like Wow, what hurts. a cool analogy. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, it's just it's the way my mind Skate works. It. I was like Huh? That's cool. Yeah. So I was just saying that skating, skating definitely hurts me more. <laughs> CrossFit hurts, but it goes away pretty fast. Skating hurts. Yeah. Well. Yes. Yeah. It definitely does, and the injuries are usually, usually like, on percentage wise, a, a lot worse when you're skating versus the CrossFit oh. stuff. Like you know, the injuries there are just like aches and pains, but to to somebody who works a desk job though, that's never going to get into an action sports ever in their life. Like they can barely ride a bike. I mean, that's, that is like an yeah. extreme sport. You know what I mean? That is a it's wild extreme ride. as it gets. That is you're, no, that's right. That's true. Yeah. yeah. So, maybe that's one reason, like I said, I never did get into, well, I mean, I guess I have more since being with RX. I've definitely had to learn more about the culture just because those people that used to be like heroes for my wife are now like colleagues for us. So, um, yeah, maybe, maybe because CrossFit never scared me like that, or maybe just didn't give me the exact same adrenaline rush. I didn't really dive in. Um, but like I said, I do now, like I get it now. I really do feel good. I mean, CrossFit's amazing. CrossFit's great. Well, thank you I always for forget. I forget how much I love it. I'm on a weird hiatus right now. When I was listening to you talk though, something came to mind that like makes sense about it. Is that your life you, for like not many people like if you're in the skateboard world, it'd be like, you know, Danny Way, Tony Hawk, all these dudes are there and you get to hang out with them, skate with them every day. So if you're skating with Tony Hawk every day, CrossFit people don't really seem yeah. that famous. Does that make sense? Like you're out there visiting all of these in, in that time frame. They're crazy, like big and famous and you're getting to meet all these people that like in your world, they're massive. And so when you go, <sighs> to the, 
you go into the CrossFit world, it's like, I mean, yeah, you guys are awesome, but I know John Julio. Like I, mm. just, I just, started, I just started. Yeah, that's it. what I'm saying. Yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. So. I am getting a little bit more with, uh, like, we've been working closer with like this. This uh, we work at this place called Power Monkey. It's a camp in Tennessee. Yeah, yeah. So we've been to. They've invited us to come coach at three now. Like this next one will be four. So that one. That one is definitely different. I, I this last Power Monkey, I think it really finally hit me uh, how important like our role is. I, I never really comprehended it because I mean it's fun. I'm teaching people how to jump rope. It's something I sucked at going into CrossFit, and now I've gotten a lot better at it. So I enjoy teaching it. Um, and I, nothing's really been happening in skating. Like I haven't had like all of our street contests were canceled. There weren't any park events. Most of the park events have died. So um, CrossFit has allowed me to start traveling and going to places and see people, meet new people. And I love that part about skating and I've missed it. So CrossFit's allowed me to do that now. But now that we start working at a place like Power Monkey, uh, yeah, I get it. I'm totally getting that these people, Lauren even said that to me. We were in a circle of friends. They were doing like an Olympian speech. All the Olympians were talking, all the Olympians that worked there. And it just kind of like, boom, it hit me. I was like, holy shit, like, this is it. Like, this is the cream of the crop. Like, I never realized that these athletes that I'm sitting around with, like, they are huge in CrossFit, not just CrossFit, like, in their realm, in gymnastics or rowing or cycling or weightlifting. Like, this is, have you ever heard of this cat named Chad Vaughn? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Same thing. Like, just hanging out with him. I had no idea that he was who he was. I mean, he's just a nice guy. Like we talk about skating stuff cause he skateboards. So I never really, but on, once I heard him talk about his Olympian, his Olympic lifestyle, I'm like, Oh, these are like, Lauren said that she's like, Chad Vaughn is like a John Julio in this world. Like he's a huge, he's a big deal. That's pretty like, Oh, I think you froze a little bit. You still there? Can you still hear me? Yeah. Hang tight. I'm still here. There you go. Okay. Yeah, um, did, and, but the, what's normalized to you is like you realize, and this is another thing that's pretty crazy about like getting when you hang around people at the top peak of any whatever it is, like name whatever sport or even CEOs of businesses, right? They they're never like that. You realize that the people are they're just humans. You know what I mean? They're just human that's beings. It. Yeah, they and you obviously get to see all their ugly flaws, and that usually sucks. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, I mean, there's old saying to not meet your heroes. Yeah, well, I mean, if you go into it realizing that they're all just humans, that's what it's just perspective, you know. Like it's just all perspective. Like that's that that's it really is what hel- helps you out with being around all the Olympians and stuff, and maybe not knowing who they are, but also at the same time, you're like, do you really care? who they are or like the type of person that they are. No doubt. And now that I think I'm getting to know more of them, like, yeah, like I'm really impressed. Like I, uh, I wasn't even raised in an Olympic family. So, I mean, we didn't watch it a lot. And also uh, once we left all American sports and really got in skating, like I left everything behind, like skating was it. So as other people are coming up in sport, skating was so far removed from the world of traditional sport. Like I had no idea who anybody was. So, uh, 
but yeah, I, I mean, you are completely right. It's all perspective. And in a weird way, I feel like I'm, my presence is more welcomed in these circles because I like to talk about things other than what everybody else talks to them about. Like, I'm not going to bother Chad Vaughn about his Olympic shit. I mean, it's cool, but I don't even speak in kilos. I don't know how to talk about weightlifting. Like, that's, it might as well be Spanish to me. I don't know how to do all that stuff. Yeah. I love that, dude. That's the best. Like, and when you can just be yourself and not be I got a, I got a funny story you probably like. This okay. cat named, uh, um, okay, what, his name is Raz? I'm saying it wrong. I got guarantee I am. Um, Raz or Raz or something like that. But he was the same way. Like, we're, we're having lunch together. I met him through the owner of, uh, of RX. They're like, hey, we got to do a Home Depot run. Come with us. Come help us. And this guy was there. Some, his name is Raz or Raz or something like that. And same thing. Like, he, he and I just, I mean, we were like little kids playing. Like, everything was in a competition. I'm like, hey, I bet I can run through the store faster than you. Like, we just had all these funky little things, little quirky things we could talk about. And he wanted to talk to me about skating and stuff. I didn't know who this guy was. And then he was saying something about his girlfriend. He was like, oh, my girlfriend, she's struggling. Not sorry, I shouldn't say struggling because it's only said. He said something like she was having some challenges with her brand. And before I started this world, I was doing small, small business consulting, which I still do on the side. And I, I was like, oh, maybe I could talk to her about her brand sometime. And I was like, what does she do? And what is her name for brand? Grown Strong. Grow Strong, Grown Strong. You heard that? It's like a Nike thing. I've I've heard the same before, but I yeah, can't tell you if I know it's a business. Yeah, I can't remember the name of it, but he um, so like every, Lauren's laughing at me because she's like, you you can't. His girlfriend's gonna be fine. I was like, who is she? And she said her name is Lauren Fisher. And I was like, <laughs> who is like who is that? Like, who is Lauren Fisher? And then she said, you know, she has like the turquoise Metcon. I was like, oh, I love that shoe just because I like the shoe. Still did not know who Lauren Fisher was. So I guess this was like her fiance or some shit. His name. Rasmus, that's his name. Yeah, Rasmus. yeah, it's Rasmus. Yeah, that's awesome, yeah. dude. So, I mean, I, we gigantic. hung out for like, yeah, gigantic, and that's why I kind of, I even like poked at him. I'm like, man, you are a big dude. Like, just kind of poking him in the chest and stuff. Like, I didn't know he was, and everybody thought. I mean, and and I don't know. Maybe that has won me a little bit of more uh, glamour in that community because I I don't know who these people are. I'm just like this regular, and it's the opposite for me. They and I'm telling you, I just sound like I'm boasting at this point, but they are fascinated with me because they've never had, they don't know anybody from the action sports world. So even though like in skating, like, yeah, like I've definitely climbed some mountains in the last 20 years. Uh, I'm, I'm nowhere near like my homies, like Alex Brasco or anything like, but um, just be like, I'm, I may not perform at their level, but I guess what I'm trying to say is, uh, they like that I'm this new presence coming into CrossFit. And that's, it's opened up even more doors. Like we're working with, with power monkey. We're going to do like some skate stuff. We're, we're going to try to implement um, inline programming into their power monkey camp to get some of these CrossFit athletes on skates. And what? Uh, Lauren and I started doing, yeah. And Lauren and I started doing marathon stuff like rollerblade sent us to a big marathon and we did that. And, we're just really trying to build this bridge between the two disciplines. And so far it's really taken off. And a lot of that's because of COVID type stuff. More people have just got interested in doing action sports. Dude. I love that. You're getting more people. It's a yeah. weird thing. So like the CrossFit world, like 
there's way less the more i got into this like the crossfit stuff they are literally inside their own bubble like they don't care what's outside the bubble that bubble is like it's everything like you i mean matt frazier's michael jordan like you know whatever you name it like that is it and there is no no like, they, you're right you're right you know what i mean like so so it's it's a yeah it's a, whereas if you skated there was so many people all over the place but then i don't know what it was about it, it there's more of like a uh, maybe it's because we street skated and we're out in the world and we've seen all sorts of people i don't know but there's a little bit more relativity to like uh other things other than just like skating that may be your world but like you're seeing the world like you're in the world when you go to a crossfit gym you're in a box working out with weights like you're not actually out on the streets seeing homeless people and in a weird way in a weird way it's that's god that's a great point you're not seeing the same culture you are in a bubble but in a weird way um crossfit so far has been something I mean, except for like all the crazy shit that went down last year, like I've been able to be very proud. I've been able to be very proud of it and kind of wear that as like, I'm in the club. Like I'm part of a really elite chapter of humans that do this crazy fucking workout. And I'm part of that. So I've been very proud of it. Now skating, it was the opposite. I was never ashamed of it. And it definitely has been the number one influence in my life. But, um, it never was like the title I gave. You know what I mean? Like, I love telling people I do CrossFit, but, uh, and especially as you got older in skating, because if we all came in at like 16 and the history I'm at 21 crossing into college age or college graduation, starting to look for a job type stuff, skating wasn't my badge of honor because skating was not going to, it wasn't going to help me in my pre- professional world. CrossFit, I feel like I'm almost part of a fraternity in a way. Like, and maybe that's because I work in the industry now, but even before that, it's something relatable. Even if you could be friends with somebody that runs a pizza joint that does CrossFit or a CEO of a company that does CrossFit. Yeah. Or, and it's like, there's so there's not like a lot of us, but when you meet somebody, like the connections there, you automatically like, oh, yes. we're part of the same club. I never really had that with skating. Maybe I did with skating, but the people were so far and few between. It would just be like once or twice a year, I'd see people at events and I'm like, oh, we're friends just because we skate. So I never, but with CrossFit, I meet people on the regular and I'm like, oh, I'm part of this elite club. So I'm very proud of it. You just pointed out a very, that's a very good point. Cause that, that's the, it's the same. I get what you're saying exactly with that. Like I have so many friends that I met at the gym that I'm friends with outside the gym and we don't even go to the gym together. Like, does that make sense? Like you meet people. Yeah, exactly. No, that's exactly what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. So, but like if you were to meet another person that skated and you brought that guy around, I don't know. I feel like you wouldn't even talk about skating in front of all those people. Cause it's almost like your little secret. Like you wouldn't, (laughs) they may be like ask questions about it, but more than likely you're going to talk about work or CrossFit skating is never like your badge of honor like you don't lead a conversation in a room of 10 friends with skating conversation that's just like something you and him have like your secret conversation you talk about skating street spots or a handrail or some shit like that's not general public talk crossfit i can talk about it out loud anywhere i am and it's good to go that is a very good point and i mean 
That is, you cannot, I've never, ever, ever, ever struck up a conversation about skating with anybody who's not a skater ever. You can't do it. It's impossible. Ever. ever. And if I do, if I strike it up with somebody in public about skating, I almost want to change the subject. Yes. Like I kind of get, like, I, I'm like, we don't have to talk about this. You know, like it's, a, it's my secret fetish in life that we don't have to talk about. It belongs to me. You look like you're interested, but you know, maybe later. I don't know. That reality hits like, what do you do? Uh, I like the rollerblade. Uh, yeah what if from now on when people say hey what do you do for a living you're like well my real job is i skate but i work at this other place that gives me money (laughs) hey what if i led with that because dude truth be told is it's the only reason i do all this shit is just so i get to skate like i've always told them like oh i'm only chasing this lifestyle so i can skate because that's what i get to do like if you look at like my instagram it's just skating. I mean, that's the only part of, oh, that's so funny. In reality, I almost hide the skating stuff. But on the internet, it's the only t- only thing I show. I don't even show my, because CrossFit is my life. Like, I'm more involved in CrossFit than any other thing on the planet. But I on the internet, never show it, never talk about it, nothing. But it's the number one thing I do in this world. Like, it gets more time and attention than anything. I don't even skate that often. We're this like exact, I'm. I may skate. That's the exact same <laughs> way for me. The exact same way. I mean, my wife is a coach. We spent like we run competitions. She does the kids class. I I'll oh what that's awesome. Yeah, it like we do so Dang, much. That's like, so cool. This stuff is it's like we it's part of our lives. Like I mean, I have a gym in my garage. Yeah. Like I mean. We we do a bunch yeah. of different things, yeah. but nothing is ever. I don't ever find the need to put that out on the like out there. If that that's weird. It's so mm-hmm. funny that you say that because like yeah. none of my stuff is is like if you look at my Instagram, I don't even know. Like I guess you might know on my on my nine five page that I do CrossFit. Maybe I don't know. I don't know if I post anything on there. I've never. I, I don't think I've I, ever I, posted I can't myself right now. PRing. <laughs> no no so, I, you know what I did one time and I erased it because <laughs> I'm like I posted it and I was just like yeah I don't want to share it's not in a shame it's just like it's like this is my life like it's mine I want to like I I don't know I don't I, God, I, I need to really search on that one I don't know why I'm like that because I have other friends that skate and do CrossFit and I love it like I love that they share it there's this guy named um, Adrian. I don't know if you follow him, but if you like crossfitting and skating, let me look up his name real quick. Yeah. His name on Instagram is a, a – it's Adrian, but I can't remember what it is. Okay, Adrian Adrian Decadrian. Have you heard of him? No. So he's got a huge following. Let's see if I can find him. Where's it at? Where's the camera? There can you see his, na- his username? It's is it clear? Blurry. It's kind of blurry, but – Okay, well, I'll, I'll just text it. I'll share his page with you. Um, but he's amazing. Like, he, he skates for um, – can't think of who all – I mean, he skates for Adapt. I know for sure he's on Adapt, the boot brand. Oh, wow. I don't know who else he skates for, but he, he, he's amazing. Like, he has a huge following, and he's so freaking good at skating. 
He's older in age. He's not like a young cat, but he's just now kind of getting a platform in skating. And um, but he is a beast at CrossFit, man. And he every like his slides are like he definitely posts more skating now because he's like getting sponsored and bigger and stuff. But before that, before he really really blew up, because I mean he only blew up like two months ago. He got popular for having this sir this hurricane Cesslad thing that he did. And it kind of went viral in one of those, um, like, I people are I've, amazing type videos. I think I've seen the video at least. I guarantee like, you, I've, it team. was huge. He's yeah. just doing, like, a – it's like on a, a wide ledge. He's a bald-headed dude, and he does yeah. front royale, and it just kind of goes into a set slide. Yeah, 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 yeah. So he hit, like, over a million views on that, which is huge. Those are big numbers. And, and then his page blew up. So he's definitely been posting more skating stuff now since then. But before that, man, like – he would post like his PRs and stuff. And it was cool. It was really inspiring for me to think like, okay, cool. Like there is another cry. And now since I met you, I've been even more like, oh shit, this is awesome. Like there's other people out there that do cross train and skate. I just don't think people talk about it. I don't think people are open about that. They live both lives. So did you all, you saw the RX tag and you just made you curious? Yeah. So I, I saw, this oh, cool. Is, this awesome. is weird. Like, you followed on the the bullish page, right? Mm-hmm. Like, and mm-hmm. then I followed you, and I saw your story about your van trip, and I was I commented like, "Hey, that told a story. Like, yep. you really did a good job with yep. it." And when somebody does a good job, I like to give them credit. So I like, "Hey, man, you that told a story." I felt like I, I was it. on that trip with you. That was really oh cool. yeah, it was, dude. And that's so funny. That was just like me laying in bed doing like a photo dump because I was like, uh, I've never really posted anything from this season of life so i just started like posting cool photos and yeah dude like so many people are like yo you should post more of this like why don't you talk about your life other than skating and um yeah and you were one of those people that gave me love and i was like man that's cool mate i even told my wife i was like i'm gonna start being more vulnerable i'm gonna quit being just only my best skating stuff like i'll start showing more about my life but i still haven't i'm still bad about it. it's weird though like so it's really weird and i struggle with this a lot And that is I'm trying to promote a podcast. I'm trying to promote a business. I'm trying to promote my coffee. And to do that, you have to post a lot. I don't mind being vulnerable to the world on the internet like we're having this conversation. I'll tell you whatever about my life. It doesn't matter. If it helps somebody out, I think that's super fun. I love it. That's awesome. It's my favorite. That's awesome. But like on the internet, it feels sticky to me. It feels like there's so many yes there's yes. so many things that make it feel like dude if i post that i just look like i'm the next guy that does this and that and you know whatever to me that feels yep. weird actually i actually start posting more skating stuff on my 95 because a friend of mine that was on the podcast goes man you are such a like your personality is awesome like i love like you're very infectious but you don't share that enough on the internet like you don't mm. nobody can mm. connect with you through instagram because you're not posting that part of your life like you have to post the skater part of your life that like who you are like the things you like post it really so, a non a non-skater friend challenged you to do that dude's a dj man like he doesn't do any action sports. that's so sick that's so sick <laughs> yeah he was like that's cool that i mean he recognized that that's cool yeah, yeah. So it, but it it's is really cool. You recognize I that. I do understand your feeling behind it because it feels it feels very sticky to. You're like, I mean, we just travel. Like to you, it's just your life. You know, it's your life, and and it's yeah, really- man. And my wife, my wife put a cool video on the travel page. 
I don't know, like maybe two days ago. I don't know if you follow it because I don't keep yeah. up with the shit at all. But we have a, like a travel page and she posted a couple of videos. She put a video on there and like she was telling me because like, I don't ever pay attention. She's like, man, this thing got a ton of views, like really engaging. People are talking. I even had like a couple of friends, like like good friends. I, I, they called me and like, oh, my God, I can't believe you do all this. Like even back home, like when we go to our home gym. People are like, oh, what are you guys doing? Still living in the van? And I'm just like, yeah. Like, I'm just thinking, like, if they only knew, like, what we do now, they would shit themselves. Because the few friends that we have told that are in the CrossFit world, they're like, what? You travel the world for CrossFit and you get paid. And I'm like, yeah, that's it. That's what we do now. It's a dream. It's fantastic. It's a dream of everybody that walked into a box. It's a dream. Everybody that walks into a box, it's, a, they it's go, a dream, man. Can I make money and do this at the same? It's the same thing with the skating. Like you traveled and did it all. Like as a skater, that is all. There's there's a similarity again where you're like, dude, you what did you you travel the world and you get paid to skate? Like you get paid to skate. That was the goal, dude. The goal was to get paid to skate. The goal is to get. And that's paid that's to how profit. we feel. We're like, okay, we'll set a clinic on. Saturday morning, and then we'll plan a session with the whatever city, state, we're with local Saturday afternoon. So, like, we get paid in the morning to go teach CrossFit and paid well, and then uh, then we go skate because we're done with work for the week <laughs> after the one day of hanging out teaching CrossFit. It's so. I mean, it really is. It really is a good testament, though, man. To like, if you are unhappy with something, you can pursue something that you love. Like you can, you can make it happen, dude. You can make all of it happen. Yeah. Like, I never even if thought... it's not a happiness thing, like even if you just want to go for it, man. Like, I mean, I try to stay real. I don't want to pretend like I understand. Like, I have I'm allotted a, a lot of privileges because of who I am and where I come from, type stuff. Like, but you know, a, a wise man. Uh, I'm gonna say this. I don't know if I wholeheartedly agree with it, but it was very. Um, eye-opening to me. It, it just got in Chris Henshaw. He told me, he said, it's don't chalk it all up to privilege because privilege may have gotten you the phone call, but when you get the phone call, like it takes you as a person. And I mean, I'm saying this to you too, because it looks like you're chasing a lot of cool dreams is that shaking hands and knowing people like our new relationship, who knows what doors this is going to, might even open up for both of us. So this is a privilege that we get to know each other. There's lots of things about this that we're lucky we have even something as simple as your podcast or our, all of our electronics to play on. Um, those privileges may, may get us to the door, but when the door opens up, like you got to perform and that's all you, that's all personality. That's all about your charisma and what you're willing to give. Um, privilege can't privilege doesn't change that. I mean, it may beat some people down, but you got to perform when that phone call comes, you got to be willing to say the right words and you got to show them what you got. And that, I think that's important to remember too. Dude, that is perfectly said. God, that's, I guess. I think gotta, so too. It resonated with me a lot. That is so okay. rad, man. That is so rad. Thanks right, bro. Later, I appreciate that. This has been super fun, dude. Like I could probably talk to you forever. This is this is awesome. Uh, I bet we could. I don't feel like we're getting started. Yeah, I want to hear more about you. <laughs> what do you want to know? <laughs> what do you want to know? I mean, your in, your internet presence just looks amazing. But I mean, so you're there's a huge delineation between you and I, and that's the fact that 
huge, huge of mine is that I don't have children. So it kind of allows me the freedom in my mid-30s to chase these dreams. Like, I'm really impressed that you are going for it now. Like, I don't know your background or what, what changed, but to have mouths to feed and still be willing to take these risks, like, that's that's courageous. I, I think it's really cool. I just wanted to point that out. Oh, thank you, man. That I mean, that means a lot. Yeah, that's it, nuts. Uh, I don't know. It's kind of the same as you. It doesn't seem that hard. I have. I will say this. My wife is 100% crazy supportive of all that. She knows how much I want to up. pursue these things. And so she's very supportive of all of those things. So that makes it a lot. When you have somebody that supports you like that, that's close to you, that it makes it a lot easier. Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, if it, Lauren, it, Lauren, yeah, I agree. Lauren is the only reason. Yeah, she's been my rock. Like, I feel like any other person I've met in this world, I mean, most people think I'm nuts when I tell them I'm going for this kind of stuff, but she's never, I don't even think she's been reluctant. I mean, she's just like, let's go for it. Like, we'll give it all we have. Yeah, yeah. she's been a big part of it. Another thing is I don't want, like, it's easy, like, from the outside, you can say, I've never been the guy that's been like, oh, you got kids, it holds you back. Like, you can do, we, we just went to Costa Rica with the kids. Yeah. So, I mean, exactly. you can do a, exactly. you can do a bunch yeah. of stuff, but, like, I want to show them, like, if I, if I want to do something and I want to go for it, and I really believe in all this stuff, like, you know, that, because there's a big part of me that I've, I've had the job, I've done no hobbies, I gave up the skating, I didn't have CrossFit, I gave up my softball, everything, man, like, I didn't have anything when I, I I got the job that I have now, which I love my boss and everything, but like it, I didn't do anything. There was no hobbies. There was no, I was gone. Like me, like who I am was, was missing. And, and that is terrible. I remember those feelings, man. I remember those feelings. They're terrible. So doing like finding my and get, gaining that traction it's like a snowball to, to coming back and like like i said my wife's a huge part of that snowball right like getting that thing running how old are like, you now i'm 40 gonna be 41 see that's amazing though i mean that's still insanely young to have those thoughts i don't think i feel like everything post world war ii we've been hammered to think Freedom comes at 65 if you make it. Oh. And that's like all we were taught. You know what I mean? Yeah. Something like the fact yes. you're 40, like that's, you're still a baby going for this. Like society tells us, all right, if, you, if you're not an entrepreneur by 21, get a job and pay your bills. You can play when you're 65. But I don't know, man. I, I just, something about that never jived with my soul. Even though I did try it. I, I really did. I gave it a good shot. But at the end of the day, like what you're saying I feel like I definitely realized it at a much earlier age. Yeah. And I definitely remember those feelings of thinking like, oh, like I'm not me. Yeah, well, I mean, I had I had kids pretty young too. So mm-hmm. um so that change, you know, you got mouths to feed, you gotta feed them, you know what I mean? Like you, you care for your kids, you love for them. For sure. I got sucked for into sure. this believing it. Like it's easy to get sucked into believing that this is what you do and this is the path you take. And the yeah. only ways to open a yeah. business or to start one is this way and this and that, and this works and blah, blah, blah. Yep. And then I'm like, but that's what ate me up inside is because it wasn't me. Like, that's not who I am. Mm-hmm. And it actually made me a better employer, like a, a employee to my current job. Um, 
Mm-hmm. So while I'm trying to start these other things and I'm skating and I've got all these other interests and hobbies and I'm just letting them fly. Like if it's kind of like the old me, like if I wanted to go, if you're going to go jump on the handrail, you got to send it like there's Like eventually you just have to try it. That's you just have to try it. And if you don't, then it's like, it's just, it's no fun. Like I love it, man. And this is full circle. This goes all the way back to you, to you talking about that courage in the beginning, like kind of ignoring that fear factor and like stop trying to control the what ifs because what if is not guaranteed. I mean, you just have to go for it. Dude, I feel dude. bad for the next generation of skaters next time. And these kids are terrified. They won't do shit. So they're going to have a hard time being it's entrepreneurs because so, it's scary. It's scary. That, that's, that's what's like. So in somebody in my position, like I grew up in a family business. So the entrepreneur thing is like it's in there, you know, like there's it was a successful that's business awesome. and everything. That's cool. But, but uh and that's a whole other story. Like that would take a whole other podcast because we had a big business, and then our attorney messed up when we sold it. And we got nothing in return for it, and we we like basically Oof. started from zero. Oof. You know, we started from zero Oof. all over again. So that's but my dad and the way my grandpa raised us, it was just like, okay, well, we got to fix it. We got to do something. So let's just move forward. You know, like that's our whole. Where are you from? What's I, where are you from originally? I grew up in Harlingen and Los Fresnos, Texas. Okay, cool. I mean, that's that's like blue collar USA. I mean, that's hardworking people that know how to work. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, so I mean, it that's just the way that's just the way we grew up, like that part. But um, the you have like starting so many businesses when you're young. That is like, mm. if I could go back and tell my younger self anything, it wouldn't be like. You should have played baseball and got a scholarship and gone to school. You should have done this. Mm. I would have skated again in a heartbeat. It's part of my life that I love. It's yeah. a passion. It don't do it for money or anything. But like I would have said, you need to follow your own like wants as far as your vocation goes. Whatever – like yeah. skating may not make me money. I look at these people like Reyna and I look at a lot of other people like like you – you're making money in an industry that I love and you're not you're not making money from skating. You're making money in skating though and yeah. being around it and being Yeah, I mean we had no other option. We all had to we had to find creative ways to make money. I mean yeah. uh I mean even, I'm gonna tell you now though, man, I've made money from skating, but because of CrossFit. Like CrossFit <laughs> made me able to perform in my thirties and whoop you know, 20 something. I was at street contest. Cause uh, I would have never in my life thought that like, I mean, I'm better now than I was at 16. Like I'm, I'm better now than I was at 21 because cross, CrossFit CrossFit. I've, man, if I could tell everybody's skating, start CrossFit, it will save you. It, it will make your joints better. Your endurance is better. You're just stronger. I'm, I'm just a better athlete because of training. And the older you get, the falls still don't hurt. Like your body still, it's resilient. Mm-mm. Like it does so many different good. It things. is resilient. Yeah, it does so many good. And yeah, like, it is. Talking about that pet peeve of mine is so bad. I had Rick Thorne on the show, and like <clears throat> he's in his. You had Rick Thorne on here. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's <laughs> awesome. <laughs> I haven't seen that one. I gotta find that one. Dude, How? That's that crazy. guy is. He's uh, he's amazing. If he's Shit. anybody's hero, like he does. How could you age. even talk to him for a couple hours? Like he is 
He's done everything. I couldn't imagine his stories. I mean, he is like the most rock star of action sports to ever live. He's done everything. Totally, dude. It was so much fun talking to him on the other end of the like on the other end of the phone. But people's perspective, like, yeah, you're gonna like tell that dude that at fifty in his fifties he's supposed to be like having this suit and tie job and do this and do that. Like, you ain't, you're not telling that guy doing it, yeah. anything other than Rick Thorne. Like, he's gonna ride his bike, he's gonna do his stuff, he's gonna go for whatever he he wants to go for. And I'm like, that's the that's it. Like, just because I'm fifty doesn't mean I'm old. Just because I'm sixty doesn't mean I'm old. No, like, just no. You might as well ride whatever Dude, you have. Like, as long as your body and... still, yeah. Yes. Yeah, if your body can still do it, do it. So, I mean, I, another thing that I really picked up on uh, this, and you might know his name because you said you like Yellow Wolf, but this, there was a rapper named Hobson. He yeah. was signed to, to Shady Records, like similar times as Yellow Wolf. And, um, you know, he's kind of already retired from rap. Um, and on one of his last interviews, he said, that he wanted to pursue a lot of other interests because he was only, he was only like 26 or 27 at the time. And somebody asked him like, do you ever plan on slowing down? He was like, hell no. He was like, why? Like, if, if you've been alive on this planet for 35, 40 years, like that means you should have 35, 40 years of experience in life. Like you should be killing it. Why slow down and get fat and get like complacent. Like you have more time on this planet to perfect your craft. And that's kind of been my, my big influence with skating and now CrossFit is no, I'm not going to allow my number of days around the sun dictate whether or not I'm going to be better. Like I'm going to let age make me better. If I rode a bike for 20 years, I better be the best bike rider I can be. So if I've skated for this long and I can still skate, I'm going to perform at the highest level I can. That's amazing. I love that attitude, dude. It's awesome. Like that. And that is, that's one thing we talked about is like, like when is the people our age when we were growing up seemed so much older. Like it seemed like they mm. shut off oh my God. those things that like oh my God. kept those young things flowing and they let themselves. So, and it really all, all of it is, it really is a mindset. It's a mindset and what you keep yourself doing and you allow yourself to be okay to do. Like it's okay to put two boots on that have, wheels on them whether it's four or two on either side and roll around on them like you know <laughs> it's okay yeah. it's okay to get on a scooter like so okay. play on the scooter yeah 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 i mean yeah you're right people seem so much older i was watching old asa footage not too long ago just kind of watching it uh there's this guy named Corey miller he would have been involved when you were kind of gone but uh he before he was did his run and the commentator made this funny comment. He said, uh, Corey Miller, he's a veteran in the sport. He's 29. He came out of retirement to compete this year. 29, like that was a retired veteran in the 2000s. That's crazy. That's nuts. But it's not just us. It's every sport. I mean, look at the yeah. last decade. Like, look at LeBron. LeBron refuses to slow down. I mean, look how long John Elway took to retire. Look at... Brett Favre of how long he took to retire. Like none of those people are, I don't think LeBron's planning on slowing down anytime soon. Well, I, I, I feel like out. he's getting older and getting better. I point the same thing out in tennis, which is the, it's, it's so wild in tennis mm -hmm. because 
the guys that are at the top right now have been there for so long, and Sampras and Agassi and them, they would be, by the time they were, man, these guys have already, I mean, they're well past what they should be in tennis. Like, they should be retired. They should be retired, say, like, enjoying all the is Who's the king now? Like, Roger, that veteran guy or whatever? It's pretty is he much still, like, the top three, dog? Like, uh, Nadal, Roger, and Djokovic are pretty much your three. Like, they're always there. And how old are they? They're, man, they got it. How old are they? They're in their, they're probably in their mid-30s, I guess. 30s, mid-30s. That's they nuts. Should, they should it's, be uh, skiing was the same way. Yeah. They should be gone. Skiing was the same way. They did um, the X Games real street ski, like the real snow or whatever, where they filmed them like skiing in the cities. And the guy that had like the number one part that won, he was 42. <laughs> 40, so awesome. I mean, and do you follow, do you follow a guy on Instagram named Blader Plus? Oh, it sounds familiar, but I don't think I do. His name's Alex Miranda. I don't know if you remember that name. He never really made it big in your generation. That sounds But dude, beautiful. he's he's he would not like me telling his age, but trust me when I say he's like he's got some days on you. And dude, he is a badass. Like he is still I mean, look at Julio. Julio's like forty two and he's still but Julio's good, but this guy, like Alex Miranda, he's still like influencing younger people on tricks. Like he's really, really sick. And he's forty four oh, almost at his age. <laughs> Man, I'd be, I mean, I wouldn't have any problem with it, but I mean, everybody's different, but you know, like, I think it's great. It's a great example. Oh, I brag about it. I love it. I think it's a great example. Not yeah, only I like to, like, when people are like, how old are you? I'm like, oh, 36. I mean, it's, look at the example it is for people, not just us, but like the younger generation, like, oh, you mean I can do that for that long? I don't have to stop. And then it's going to, they're going to go even further. It's the same thing with anything else. Like once you see yeah. it being done, you automatically know that you can do that. That was what I was getting to with, you know, why you, like starting all this stuff and the businesses and everything. It's like, I want my kids to know that they can go for anything that they want to go for. Like that's one thing Hell I yeah. want them to have for the advantage sure. to growing up to do. Like, and who's the best example? Like, for sure. like, Oh, I'm stuck or saying, Figuring out a way to make it work. Mm. Good for you. Good yep. for you. All right, man. Well, so um, uh, yeah, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna send you a million questions via text now because I just gotta know. Like, I want to know about the coffee. <laughs> I want to know about the CrossFit. Like, where you're at in that journey? Is it personal training? Are you like pursuing an avenue in that? Like, I want to know it all. So uh, we can either do a follow up or maybe I'll maybe I'll interview you. Yeah, either way, man, I'm good with it. I'm good with the follow-up. Yeah, it'll I'm be good. my first podcast, yeah. Just, <laughs> there you go, dude, start a podcast. No, but, uh, you, dude, anytime, any question, I'm a, I'm pretty much an open book. So, I mean, I'd love to, be, like, even if you call cool. me on the phone, like, hey, dude, I got this question or this or that or whatever. Hell if yeah. Rolling, if you're rolling through it. Texas or whatever. Where are you, well, yeah, I would up. say, where are you at in Texas? Because we're coming there soon. Where are you at in Texas? I live in College Station. Like, on the map, where is it at? So, I'm, if see. you went... If you drew a straight line between Austin and Houston, I'm like right in the middle. Really? Yeah. Let's see. College I'm a, Station. I'm pretty much, I'm an hour and 45 minutes from Austin and an hour and 30 minutes from Houston. Here's, oh, shit. Yeah. I mean, we'll be in Austin in like three or four weeks. Oh, and we're right going to come that route. Like we're going to come in through 
we're going to come in through New Orleans, like New Orleans to Houston. So yeah. you'll be like 30 minutes south of our route. We should hook up, man. We should hang out. Oh, for sure, man. That would be rad. That would be so awesome. Mm, that would be awesome. Because I've got another buddy that just moved to Dallas from L.A., and he's he wants to skate too. So, yeah. Or, I mean, we're doing a um, – how far are you from Austin? I'm an hour and 45 minutes from Austin. Okay, well, we'll see if we can make something work. I'll get uh, better schedule information from Lauren because we're going to come teach a jump rope clinic in Austin. Uh, yeah, maybe you could just come be one of our guests or something. That'd be Oh, that would be rad, man. That would be awesome. Yeah, that'd be sick. Yeah, yeah that'd Heck be awesome. Yeah. Well, okay, cool. I'll get in- Lauren and I'll figure out the exact dates of like when we're rolling through and stuff. Yeah, do you want to give any any dates out or anything on the podcast for people that might hear it and want to go? Um, well, oh, for Austin, uh, God, I do want to Austin is, I want to say, okay, let me do it through my head. So this weekend we're Detroit, Atlanta. What's next? Des Moines. I believe. No, June 5th was supposed to come. I don't know. (laughs) I'm sorry. We have a lot of places we have to be in a short amount of time. I think. July 17th. I think we'll be in Austin on July 17th. Send me the dates. If you send me the date, I'll do an Instagram. I will. Live. I'll, I'll promote it on my Instagram. I'll just do it on the story. Oh, and I'll awesome. Know, so. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. I could just check my email real quick and then give you an exact date. But yes, I'll do that either way. Austin, Austin, Austin. Oh, here we go. Boom, 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 boom. July 24th at 9.30 a.m. at CrossFit 2024. Oh. Nice. That's it. It sounds weird. Have you been there? Everything grows at CrossFit Central over in Austin, so it's kind of nice that you're doing it at a different place. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. Everything goes at CrossFit Central. Where does everything go? They're the ones that run the Oh, I haven't heard of CrossFit Central. They run the guy that owns that Jeremy. He runs the fittest experience. So if like it used to be the fit the the fittest games, and now it's the fittest experience or whatever. It's a gigantic competition, two day competition. Like pros go there. Um, like hey, I guarantee Lauren would know all about this, and I have no idea. Oh yeah, I'm sure she probably. I'm knows excited it. to come to Austin because I love skating in Austin. <laughs> Heck yeah, dude! That would be. Dude, and to be able, even if I can just roll around with you guys and feel a little bit of the good old days, it'd be yeah, heck yeah, yeah. I mean, I definitely want to roll with you, but I want to throw around some heavy weights too. That'd be fun. Yes, <laughs> that would be yeah. really awesome. All Hopefully, right. my wrist will be better. I've, I mean, I'm, yeah, we gotta we gotta end this. This has been fantastic. Thank what, you for uh, giving me a chance to talk. I really appreciate it. Oh, abs- dude, this has been the pleasure is all mine for sure, dude. This is rad. Um, oh, what, thanks man. Where thanks. can they find all of your, um, your, your social media stuff as far as your skating stuff is right down here. I have it at the bottom of the screen. You can't see it, but it's tagged there. But, um, what, mm-hmm. what, where can they find all your other stuff that you're doing? Um, so it's all in my, my bio of Instagram. Is oh, wow. any company like the, the forming, yeah, Wild Blue is our travel page, yeah. and my wife updates that pretty frequently. I kind of help out when I can, but I don't want to take much credit for it. That's all her. And that's all just travel stuff, which is a little bit CrossFit-related. Like travel-wise, Wild Blue, W-L-B-B-L-U, like the Blue Angels. That's our big thing for travel. 
Um, and then we own a brand called Wild Blue Fitness, and that's like our personal online coaching seminar, so, which is actually who we are. Like so we're independent contractors through RX. Um, of course, RX Smart Gear, that's our people. Find them if you can on Instagram. Uh, we have a discount code. It's just uh, Wild Blue at checkout, W L D B L U. And I'm not sure how much it gets you off, but it saves you a nice chunk of money. If you That's a code we give out to people at our jump rope clinic. So if you see it on this, you get to enjoy it there too. Um, and then CrossFit stuff, I don't, we don't post anything. Maybe one day I'll post something. <laughs> my <laughs> my wife has, oh, she's going to, my wife would love for me to plug her ebook. She has an amazing ebook. I want to make sure I get the uh, Instagram handle correct. She did, here we go. Uh, it's fitness for all ebook. The name is follow through ebook on Instagram and it is a guide to fitness for all. It centers the change makers and fitness actionable steps to pursue inclusion, accessibility, and equity for all. It's a good book. She's got, she interviewed a lot of major pro athletes and stuff and it's a good read. It's, It's really, really good. All right. I'll promote it on my Instagram. I'll do a story about it. I'll do shout out and then it'll be in the show notes as well. So boom. Yeah, and she's uh she's hooking up with Moxie Roller Skates, and next week they're giving away a free pair of skates. So follow her page and watch for the giveaway, and they're giving away a free pair of Moxie Roller Skates. Right on, man. That's awesome. Brad, thank you for being on, dude. This has been so much fun. Uh, I appreciate it so much. Oh, and my wife just brought me a cookie. I told you she's amazing. Thank you for joining me on this episode of the podcast. Don't forget to support Brad. Go buy their book, their ebook on the internet and all that good stuff. Like, rate, review this podcast. It really helps out. And until the next episode, see ya.